Hey, y'all. Welcome to another Heim Time podcast. This is Emma. I'm Travis. Welcome back. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, this is a, will be a fun episode. We have a lot of hot, hot topics like uh, Formula One. Ooh, yeah. Anything else? <laughs> that's, that's all I really care Brittany, about right now. <laughs> free Britney update, right? <laughs> I've got an update Possibly. about some Britney info. Um, some cool stuff. So we're really uh, excited. Again, this is, uh, I think we're going to try to do solo, then maybe guests alternate, but cool. um, we'll see. Um, you know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Good to know. Patreon.com slash Heimtime Podcast. If you want to support five bucks a month, you get kind of little insider info, more videos, other stuff on there. Follow us on Heimtime YouTube, uh, Instagram, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review. That's awesome. That means yeah, a lot. We and, need those. Uh, it's free. You don't have to do anything for that, right? So, there you go. Um, Spotify, anywhere podcasts can be listened to. Please subscribe. Uh, it means a lot to us. So uh, Patreon.com, you can support $5 a month. We do some extra kind of stuff on there. Patreon shout out, Chef Randall. You're the man. Uh, probably a incredible chef, if I had to guess. Um, yeah. I'm sure he uh, does all sorts of cool knife tricks and other stuff. But um, <laughs> seems like a great guy from what little info I have because he is a Patreon follower. So Thanks, Chef uh, Randall. Chef Randall is sponsoring this podcast we appreciate it so um please follow subscribe do all that other stuff and thanks again for listening Welcome back. Hey. What's up? <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> you know, not too much is going on. It's been a it's been a busy week already. So. It has been. Yeah. And then too, I guess um, our last podcast we had Neen, so we didn't really, you know, it was very Neen focused. Yeah. Uh, which was awesome and great, but I feel like uh, we're like two weeks behind on some of the news. There's a lot gotta, of news going on. We got to get out. Um, but yeah. I'm doing good. I'm a little tired. Yeah, I, I am uh, too today. <laughs> took Zequil, I think, too late, and uh, I just couldn't really wake up. I had okay. a couple cups of coffee. Paul asked to get a, a energy drink, but tequila. Um, I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, tequila would put me to sleep. I think that might be another. <laughs> yeah. That might be another issue. Uh, just need some fajitas. We'll be good to go. 10, 10 a.m. tequila shots, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll do the trick. So, um, where to begin? Well. Okay, so Formula One. Yeah, a lot happened. This past weekend was nuts. This past we weekend was the Silverstone British GP, yeah. right? Grand Prix. Um, a lot happening, too. Before this, like, we didn't even really talk about this, but, like, Lando Norris got, Lando Norris got robbed, apparently, at, like, a soccer game. Oh, yeah. Um, so he was dealing with issues with that. Um Poor Lando, that sucks. They announced, well, I think he's all right, but it was just like, a, you know, Still. it's not fun to get robbed, I would imagine. I would imagine, no. <laughs> um, so the thing, the news, too, before we get into that, the new car design. Right. Which for 2022, they're going to a, a new car design uniform thing. Um, pretty interesting. So, what do you think? Well, the point of that would be so that teams like Williams and Haas has a chance 
to actually compete with teams like Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull. Yeah, I so, think they're trying to just make it more uniform. Do you, you know? agree with that? Or do you feel like sometimes I'm just like, hey, some teams just kind of suck. But yeah. like also F1 is just all about money. Right. So like, you know. Everybody just has to put more money in to get better stuff. But if a, a team right. like Williams or Haas doesn't have They're the same $5. amount of money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, they're so sweet. But like if they don't have the money to do it, then they really can't compete. I, I think that's abundantly clear after the last couple of years. Right. Like it's it's similar to uh, uh, European soccer or oh. maybe uh, baseball mm -hmm. you'd be more familiar with um, where like the Yankees payroll is a billion dollars. Right. And then the Rangers are like, you know, a bag of Fritos is what they're paying, you know, their players. It's like, <laughs> what, what is the least amount of money that we could invest in this team while also screwing over the city of Arlington taxpayers? That's another story. Um, so to that, in that regard, it's like, well, then you're never, like, you're never going to compete. You know what I mean? It's right. going to be like, cause even in like baseball or soccer, I guess you can, you know, recruit some guy, you can draft some guys, you can get some good players. And well, if your car sucks and you don't have the money to like do it, then I don't know. I don't feel like they're ever like a, uh, you know, Williams or, or Haas really has a chance right no. now the way it's set up. So, and you still have with this, they'll still have like the, you know, power unit and all that, like mm -hmm. engines will be, you know, the, the same as it is now. But the whole goal, I think, is to try to make it more competitive, especially from some of those other yeah. cars that just do really don't of, have a chance. What do you think, like, people like, well, Mercedes and teams like that that are just, like, killing it every single time, what do you think they think about having to be, like, more equal with less qualified teams? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, t you know, but their budget is a zillion dollars. I think it's going to so. make it more fun. I hope so. And the cars look pretty dope too yeah it looks really cool i think you have i mean even like george russell is a good driver you have guys like you know raikkonen the haas drivers suck i mean oh, no. that's let's be honest that they're probably not <laughs> that's not gonna make much of a difference but um you have really good drivers in crappy cars that was one thing russell said uh this week for williams was they're over over qualifying basically in the start and so he's like, basically, we're almost always going to have a drop back during the race because this is kind of like as good as we can get when we're like in qualifying and doing right. That. Um, which is, you know, that makes sense. They, they really struggle, but, um, I think it will be cool. So some specific things they're trying to, um, reduce the downforce of the cars, which this was interesting. So it's basically like, there's a cool video on formula one.com where uh, like a car is driving and then a car behind it, right? Uh -huh. So one of the big problems they have right now is the dirty air and sort of turbulence that comes off of like the car in front. Um, so specifically, they've kind of made this design. It's all theoretical right now, but the design is supposed to have more airflow, sort of like help so that the car behind uh, basically can follow a lot closer. You can get closer into like the DRS zone, you mm -hmm. know, so you can pass. So it should do a bunch of things to make everything more competitive, hopefully. Yeah. Um, whereas now you'll see the car behind even like in, uh, 
you know, this week, like with Hamilton and Leclerc and stuff, you still kind of have to stay a little bit. You can't get too close to it because then it almost like hurts you and messes up, right. you know, everything. Um, I'm so, stoked about it. Yeah. So it's cool. Um, they're, um, they'll have bigger wheels. I don't know if yeah. that's going to make a huge difference, but um, 13 inch wheels is what they're doing now. And then it'll go to 18 inch wheels. The front wing looks bigger. It seems like there's a cool, it just looks more like futuristic. But anyway, if it makes it more competitive, I'm all for that. You know, mm -hmm. it's like cool. I think uh, right now you're basically just like, well, is it going to be Mercedes or is it going to be Red Bull? Right. And every single time. Else. And um, it'd be cool to see some of those, those other teams, lesser teams be able to, uh, to challenge. So. Pretty cool. Another thing, though, that I'm super stoked about is the new qualifying. Uh, yeah, it, that like was the cool sprints, this week. Instead of just like, okay, how many laps is it usually? It's right. almost like a regular race to see what position Mini they're going to start out in. So now they're going to start a sprint for qualifying, and it's 17 laps every single time, which is like. Well, they, it's 17 for Silverstone. For it Silverstone. It different for, um, for the others. But, yeah, it'll so be around that. Yeah, super it's cool. cool. And it was really, Real quick. really interesting this week because, and I, I think, I forget what they said, but they're going to do a bunch of them next year, I think, or maybe all of them yeah. will be sprints. I don't know. We probably should have looked that up, but. Well, what, I think it was cool. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, you I saw totally from the start Verstappen and Hamilton just battling wheel to wheel, um, which was a little bit of foreshadowing mm -hmm. that we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, but one of the big two big things that I think were crazy from the sprint, uh, Sergio Perez mm -hmm. just wrecked out yeah. out of nowhere. So he ended up, I forget they had some sort of like front wing damage or something, um, which either way he would have started, I think, in like last place or like 18th or something. But then because they had to change that, he started in the pit from 20th place. So Red Bull really got screwed this race. Yeah. And uh but then he ended up coming up, I forget where he finished, but did a, a hell of a job to get back, but started in the pit lane. And then the other one, uh, Carlos Sainz, at one point, he like, we gotten in some trouble, was down to like 18th. And then I think worked his way back up to uh, 11th with Ferrari and then finished sixth, maybe, mm -hmm. which that's like pretty crazy. So it does stuff like that where like it's still maybe at the end of the day you need those guys to wreck to give like right. Williams a chance. Yeah, <laughs> but I know. It makes it a little bit different than just going as fast as possible and qualifying. And, yeah. You know, those, those, uh, you know, Alfa Romeo and stuff are just not even, they don't even have a shot. I but know. maybe with this, they have a shot. I think, uh, who is it? Alonso, I think Raikkonen. There's a couple guys that moved up from their spots mm -hmm. uh, in the sprint, which was which was awesome. Which they're all again great drivers, just with like maybe the not not really good cars. But could possibly even out some of the stuff that we've been wanting to see. So just better I love it. adding I the it next cool. year if you're adding in a sprint qualifying laps, mm -hmm. and then you get like more of a even paced car or not pace and even i don't know how you say that right. but just a more even car with yeah. everybody else then that way it's like okay we're well, gonna have some really good competition i yeah. think well too they had free tire choice which mm -hmm. i think but the way i understand it was you know if you whatever tire you pick and qualifying then that's what you have to start with in the race i'm yeah. pretty sure so um 
with the free tire choice, I think almost everybody did mediums, but maybe Perez did hards or something. There was a cup, but then yeah. there's stuff like that. Or no, I'm sorry, not in the sprint. Uh, that was for the GP, but for the sprint, then it's like some are going to do soft, some are going to do mm -hmm. mediums, you know, and that you already saw the thing that was interesting too with Silverstone is it was like so hot, like Texas yeah. hot. So 52 degrees, I remember they kept saying, I don't know what the hell that means, you know, Fahrenheit, but um, 52 Celsius or does that make sense? 52, right? I yeah. think, yeah. Because yeah. the hundred affects, is boiling. That so it's basically the like tires. Yeah. It's, and mm -hmm. so that was where even in the sprint, they were worried about blistering happening right. and stuff like that, where um, you saw a little bit of that with Hamilton, where it was almost like he got the new tires and was kind of pushing it too much. Yeah, he doesn't care. To, He's just going to keep pushing. <laughs> I mean, he literally would have murdered someone to win. And I, I think that was <laughs> like clearly clear uh, this race. So you get to the Grand Prix. Uh, lights are out. We're going. Incredible. The first what, yeah. minute or so. I mean, wheel to wheel. Verstappen and Hamilton you know, kind of back and forth. You're like, oh man, he's, he's about right. to take over. No, Max kind of pulls in front and sort of, uh, awesome. Not even to the second lap, lap one, what happens? He, uh, I mean, do you want what happens or do you want my opinion? I want both. <laughs> I mean, who's to blame? Let's say, uh, Verstappen literally gets like ran off the track pretty much by Hamilton and, you know, goes into some barriers and is that Hamilton just doing whatever it takes to get in that first space? I mean, what do you think? So to be clear, then at Cops Corner, which is a corner they're going 160 miles an hour. Right. Max is in first. Uh-huh. They're ta he's taking sort of the outside line. Hamilton's taking the inside line. Hamilton's front left tire hits, hits. Max's first happens, yeah. That pushes max like well, for one his wheel just blows up blows off the freaking car uh flies into the corner they said it was a 51 g impact Nuts. into the wall so it's amazing he didn't get more hurt i mean he was like off the side well, like real quick when they're cutting like that and then he freaking taps him it's just yeah like, you know bounces like, right off see ya, uh out of here just with like the slightest touch so um so then max goes into the wall Hamilton keeps going. Apparently, Hamilton had damage to the rim, which another interesting. Then they red flag the race, right? Because mm -hmm. they got to get make sure uh, Verstappen's okay, get uh, the car out of there, and all that. They would have had to uh, DNF, like would have been out of the race because mm -hmm. his wheel was so screwed up. Since they red flagged, they were able to replace that and get it going, so he could go back in. Um, Hamilton received a 10 second penalty for the racing incident, as they called it. Um, which in another weird thing with Silverstone is the, uh, the pit pit lane is a little bit different. So it ends up taking like 30 seconds basically to pit. So it's really, really long. So a 10 second penalty here may not be a 10 second penalty at another race because you could get in and out of the pits a lot quicker than mm -hmm. that. Um, so 10 second penalty slap on the wrist. A lot of people are saying, <clears throat> well, it wasn't, you know, it was worse than that, you know, yeah. to say, but, um, should he have gotten, was worse? this a racing incident? Do An you feel incident? like, I mean, 
I don't know. I try to like, I'm trying to like give him benefit of the doubt, but like I do, I kind of think like he's starting to race dirtier than he used to. Hey, what do you think? That's with the exact words that uh, Christian Horner said, dirty racing. Dirty. It's a little dirty, which like, you know, it's great to watch, but it's like, it's, I don't know. I think it's like he's had the tops for so long that he's like, I don't want to let this go. But yeah. like, dude, Mer Verse stopping and like Red Bull is killing it recently. Yeah, they have a great car this year. Yeah, so I get it. He's a little bit like, I don't want to let this go, this streak that we've got. But, you know, it's like at the end. At what cost? I, like at, the, at what cost? <laughs> and then at the end, obviously this race, he's like, this is you know, the British race, all yeah. this stuff. So he's like, I'm going for it he grew as hard up, as right, I can right at the, the end of the race, you know, it, you know, I guess we're getting <clears> a little bit ahead, but, we are, yeah. but it's just what, what's it going to take? So he's willing to do whatever it is. So I think he came in, you know, it's uh, like with everything, like Leclerc won in Italy, what last year, yeah. maybe the year before. You know, I think these guys want to, especially Hamilton's like, I, I have got to win this for my brand and everything yeah. else, you know, of like the British GP and, and I'm sure, you know, Lando and, you know, Russell wanted to win too, but you know, they didn't, they don't have a shot, let's be honest. But, um, yeah, really, really interesting. And I, we've looked at it a million times and again, I'm not the like uh, formula one expert, neither one of us are. Mm -mm. One thing that I thought was interesting that Hamilton said, in the sprint, um, sprint qualifying, whatever you call it. He, at one point at <clears throat> cops, the corner, he took the outside line. And so <clears throat> I need to drink water today. My <laughs> voice, he, uh, goes outside of her stopping basically and ends up losing some, you know, pace and speed or whatever. Yeah. So he said, too, and this is how these guys think too, right? It's like every, I mean, they're like fighter pilots, just like everything. They know what they're doing to the millimeter. Then, so then when he was talking about in the race, he dummied like he was going to go left and then cut inside. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I think he, he was saying basically like, I tried to like fake max, like I was going to go left. Cause that's what I did, you know, yesterday and then tried to come inside. There's, and it, excuses across the board, you know, Toto was trying to plead his case. Christian Horner was like, the Red Bull principal was like, you know, basically Hamilton murdered uh, Verstappen and was losing his mind. Mm -hmm. I I think it's somewhere in the middle. I th I mean, the thing that, and and I'll, I'll read a little bit of what Christian said. So Christian said, uh, he called it dirty driving. For me, it was very clear. Lewis has stuck a wheel up on the inside of one of the fastest corners in this world. Uh, I think it was a desperate move. He failed to make the move in the first part of the lap. That was when they're kind of wheel to wheel battling, uh -huh. <clears throat> which he was obviously geared to do. And then it was just a desperate move, sticking a wheel up inside uh, on the inside, which you don't do. That's one of the fastest corners in the world. You don't stick a wheel up on the inside. That's just dirty driving. Um, that corner, he was never anywhere near alongside, which I agree with. It was a hundred percent Max's corner. So as far as I'm concerned, full blame lays on Hamilton who should have never been in that position. Um, I, obviously he has his own viewpoint, right? Yeah. <laughs> which makes sense that he would feel that way. Um, I think the thing that's interesting is like Max is in the lead, right? Mm -hmm. And they talk about this a lot of like, <clears throat> you know, it, it's, 
if you're overtaking, then it's the person who's overtaking's job to make sure that it's safe. Like right. I can't just cut in front of somebody exactly, knowing that they're going to take a turn or knowing that something's going to happen um, because then I could put them in a, a position that where they could wreck or something worse could happen. And that was sort of how this was. Max is in the lead. <clears throat> so is he responsible to know? And I think part of, you know, at, at one point when they go into the corner, Hamilton has to understeer. Mm -hmm. So he's steering, understeering into Verstappen because of just, you know, uh, how it is. And so he clearly there was room at the apex to be closer to the turn. That's not for dispute. Right. Verstappen is ahead of him. But I think, and this is how these guys are, they're two, the two most aggressive drivers. They've been battling all year in different ways. Haven't really wrecked, but they've touched and had, you know, just back and forth. Verstappen, I think, you know, saw he was coming on the inside and pushed him in a little bit. And mm -hmm. I think the goal was to push to where Hamilton then would either have to break slow and slow down. down and then he would take the corner or it would push him further onto the inside, uh -huh. maybe even off the track, which then that would, you know, be a thing. Hamilton, I think, was like, I'm just going to push and then I'm going to make him do that. Mm -hmm. Right. So Verstappen's yeah. thinking, I'm going to push him off to the right. Hamilton's thinking, I'm going to get him to where he's going to have to back off to the left and push over. Um, and neither of them did because they were just like both super, we're super both, aggressive. Both going for it. So to me, it's maybe not 100% Hamilton's fault. But I think when you're going into that corner, which is not an overtaking corner by any means, you're going 160 miles an hour. And then you're basically like, I'm just going to stick out right here and kind of hope that this guy doesn't, you know, that he makes a move. Whereas he could have moved over and maybe if he moved over a little bit to the right to take the corner, even then Max could have still kind of pushed him and come over and you may have had a, a worse wreck or or something like that, but um, I don't know. I, I, I think, the, and then you see what happened. That he 51G impact into the Crazy. wall. And you could have had like a freaking uh, gross John incident or something like that, like mm -hmm. we saw last year where it could have been. Way worse. Much, much worse. Um, so luckily Max walked away. Uh, Horner said he just got really winded, you know, because he mm -hmm. just flew into a wall, of course. Uh, but then they took him to the hospital um, just to kind of evaluate him. And, and he was there, I think, through the race. And then now he's, you know, okay and yeah. should be all right for the next race. But then so then this goes into Max's comments after uh, the race and Hamilton's celebration, which you alluded to earlier. So yeah. what, uh, what well, happened well, there? I mean, he just. Okay, like we said, he wanted to was it win. Overboard? He wanted to win. He was win. excited, yeah. Obviously, it's his it's his town. He wants to right. win it. Um he wins. Should we just say that? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> he wins. He ended up winning, right? And uh he's just, you know, super stoked about it, driving around with the flag out, and then he's they just give like him the British, you know, Union Jack, of course. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm in my home and And then they always like record him talking at the end where he's like talking to his team 
and you can hear him just be like, man, thanks guys. This was awesome. Like you guys are always pushing me for better. You've like all of our hard work is paying off, continues to p- pay off. We're the best ones here. Blah, everyone blah, blah. in the factory, everyone back. Uh, yeah, it, everyone. Whatever, yeah. And then I'm just over here just for like, yeah, town. but you like ran for stepping off the road mm, yeah. to like get to that position, which well. like, you know, maybe that's like a metaphor for life. People don't care as long as they get to stand on other people, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, yeah, he went kind of overboard on his, his celebrations of winning in your opinion, in my opinion, got at one point, got out of the car and then was waving the flag (laughs) to the crowd and, you know, did the slow go by all the crowd. And so it's like the first time he's won, which in reality he's won like 19 million times. Act like you've been there. That's (laughs) what my grandfather said. Yeah. You you score a touchdown, you hit a home run, which again, that's an old school, um, you know, guy from Hereford, Texas probably has a different, uh, uh, perspective on life than maybe Lewis Hamilton. But, um, I'm sure too, he was just like, yeah. I'm better than you. And he just like went overboard with his celebrations. And let's say too, if he didn't wreck Verstappen, if he just won fair and square, maybe would have been okay. Yeah. I don't think it would have. I mean, I, it it was a touch of dirtiness there. Well, it was obnoxious, but like if you're in Azerbaijan, you're not going to like be waving a flag around. I get it. It's, It's in, <laughs> sorry, it's in uh, England. It's his home deal. You know, he was really like fired up. So, yeah, no, I mean, I get it too. I, I get it. So what did, what did Max say? So Max is watching this in the hospital, oh, right? Well, that's sad. And not, not happy with what's happening. So Max tweets out a photo basically of his wrecked car, which is like, you know, here, if you didn't remember, this is what happened to me. Uh, Max Verstappen says, glad I'm okay. <laughs> Very disappointed with being taken out like this, taken out like this. I mean, so that he's saying you. like, he felt like it was a takeout. Got yeah. Taken out. yeah. That's what Christian uh, Horner too was basically saying. Um, the penalty given does not help us and doesn't do justice to the dangerous move Lewis made on track. I agree with that. Uh, watching the celebrations while still in hospital is disrespectful and unsportsmanlike behavior, but we move on, which is a funny way to end it of like, we move on, but like, I feel like I have to tweet this just to like throw shade at uh, Hamilton. Yeah. Um, Horner said he was equally frustrated uh, and and said that it was a hollow victory uh, for Hamilton. So the, the other thing that like, and I want to talk about what Toto said, because I think then that gets into my conspiracy theory brain. Um, <laughs> one of your favorites, uh, cutie Charles yeah. Leclerc mm-hmm. in first place after of him. this. I know. And he was for all of the race. 50 laps. 50 ra- 40 out of 52, laps. I think. He was in first till 50, I believe. Mm-hmm. And battling. Ferrari. Yeah, with Ferrari battling engine issues the whole time. Like at one point, he's like the engine cut out, and he's like screaming at the crew to like, "What yeah. the hell do I do?" And they're like, "Engine." Dude, I think FP I've got some conspiracy theories too about this. Okay, well, I'm excited. So, <laughs> uh, and then like we said, signs, you know, started. It got screwed really in the qualifying, and then he kind of battled back. So Ferrari had a great race, right? Um, which was awesome, but and like hasn't happened in a while. But also, Verstappen wasn't in the race, so or really Perez either, because remember, yeah, Perez yeah. was late. So, um, Leclerc 
had his shot at another win. Uh-huh. What happened? I feel like, dude, I feel like Hamilton was like, I'm going to, like, I know I kind of effed up with the, like, running Verstappen off, but, like, also didn't mess up in, in like, his secret mind, you know? But then... He's like, I'm going to just toe the line with liqueur until 50, and then I'm just going to take over. What do you think? Uh, Possibly. Because then think, he's like, at the very end, he's yeah. like, I'm going to crush this when, like, Ferrari could have just taken it. I, I think, again, this is where, because a bunch of weird stuff happened, because, like, Lando was doing good, but then he, uh, he had a long uh, pit stop, mm -hmm. and then... I think maybe then Hamilton came out in front of him. There's something weird where there was like two long pit stops that basically maybe both of those cars, you know, you're talking about seconds at the end of the day, like maybe could have slowed Hamilton down a little bit more. So yeah. there was some weird, like just random kind of luck that I think got him back. But at the end of the day, 10 second penalty. So he has a 10 second penalty. He's waiting. The pit stop takes like 30 seconds or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you're a Mercedes or Red Bull and you wreck your number one competitor, you take a 10 second penalty all day, any, any race, whatever you take a 15 second penalty. Cause you know, we're faster than everyone else. We're going to get back on and we're going to freaking go. And that's what I had a problem with because the way it worked out. And I don't think he wasn't like kind of like waiting because they're literally like, I forget what it said, but he was something like a half second faster a lap. So they knew, uh, cause they have all these computer stuff and all this stuff. They knew Mercedes knew around 49, 50 lap. We're going to have a chance to overtake, um, even like with the penalty, like at the point of the penalty, yeah, when he's knew. going out, they were like, as long as he goes this fast and we don't have any tire issues, um, He's going to win. There's a shot. So then, yeah, yeah. So then you have a slap on the wrist penalty, in my opinion. Oh. Um, the cutie doesn't get the win. He doesn't. And he took a second place, which is awesome. And it's really, still good, um, but it's still, it's still, it's still, it's like, damn. I but know. he got um, driver of the day. Driver of the day. Which is good. But I don't know if he could have done anything more. I mean, literally the engine's cutting out. He has Hamilton behind him. Which again, maybe if the engine doesn't have issues, then they can stay far enough away. Yeah, I think it would have been probably cut down to the last lap, maybe. Um, yeah, and then lo and behold, guess who's third? Yeah, Botas mm -hmm. again, <laughs> just hanging in there, hanging you know? in. Um, so it yeah. was an exciting race overall. I love that qualifying deal. That's yeah, the so, sprint is awesome. The sprint is so I cool. Think it adds. Excited about the new cars. Um. Okay. I don't know. I'm excited for next week too. So conspiracy theory time. Then I wish I had my tinfoil hat to put on. What's I, your theory? This isn't a theory. Maybe it's a theory. Is it I a don't theory? Know. I looked. Uh, I saw this just randomly. This happened this weekend. So the 18th, the 19th of July. Uh huh. Uh, was the Grand Prix. July 9th, Toto Wolf was interviewed. Mm -hmm. Toto Wolf is the team principal for Mercedes, yeah. right? He said, because they were asking him about, you know, you guys are 30-something points behind uh, Hamilton mm -hmm. in, the, in the deal. Uh, and then the team's behind, obviously, Red Bull. Hamilton is just one Verstappen do not finish away in the title fight. That's so weird. July 9th. Uh -huh. So he's saying... If we can have a race where 
Verstappen goes out and Hamilton wins, we're right back in it. And I think now they're eight points behind. So that was said July 9th. Uh-huh. And then people are like, oh, well, this was their strategy, right? Was to wreck Verstappen, which I'm not saying, but I'm saying maybe there's a little trickery involved. Because two, the other thing, Perez started on pit lane. You're never going to get a better opportunity if you're Mercedes to say, Perez, if he doesn't finish in the points, which he started in 20th, maybe he won't, which he ended up doing all right. Verstappen goes out. We got number one and number two, which they got number one and number three. I mean, that's you're yeah. never going to get that many points back in a single race. Hmm. So who knows? Something to think, think about. Something to think Something about. Something to think Trigger about. Trigger your foot. Are they that vicious yeah dude i mean i don't know i that's again Hamilton's just one verstappen dnf away in the title fight yeah right snakery july 9th mm-hmm. so i think um to like you know and then the other thing we didn't even talk about when he passes leclerc they go into cops the same corner yeah that he wrecked verstappen uh-huh he took a more of an inside line on the corner, right? Which he could have, but wasn't, wasn't that inside because what happened? He pushed Leclerc off. Leclerc goes off the track. Yeah. And then has to come back over on. the, I believe it's called the sausage bump or something. <laughs> they call it. <laughs> I, that's I, that's what they, I swear that's what they called it. And it made me laugh. Um, yeah. But he, he got pushed off again, but that was, Two, if I'm thinking right and I'm reading into all this, Leclerc knows what happened. Mm-hmm. He knows this dude just freaking wrecked this guy into the wall. And he'll probably do it to as me. hard as possible. Yeah. He's charging. He's going to freaking wreck me. And I think subconsciously, maybe that was enough to push him to go wide because he didn't. He he saw Lewis coming from behind and was like, this motherfucker is going to wreck me. Yeah. And so he pulled off. <laughs> basically pulled you know and and then ended up did a great job like recovering but ended in second and i really think again and i haven't like seen this like a close-up of this part but it looked like hamilton probably could have gone more inside on that too so again it's the whole thing of like there's a part of this i think with with driving with formula one or whatever but it's almost like I'm making my move and I'm forcing the other guy to react. Yeah. And that was the problem with the Verstappen Hamilton thing was they were both doing that. And mm-hmm. then with, with Leclerc, it worked to a T perfectly because then Leclerc was like, well, this guy's just going to wreck me. And then yeah. I'm not even Fear gonna get second or I'm not right. going whatever. And you guys have been doing that forever. But again, you're just like, it, it's, I don't know. You, you, I feel like, cause the other thing that I saw was, they said the stewards don't, they, they basically just do the incident. This car, car A wrecked car B. And was it malicious? Was it on purpose? Whatever. They just touch wheels, you know, this, this, whatever. They don't factor in, is it the number one car and the number two car? They don't factor mm-hmm. in, like, the fact that he ended up going into the barrier and all that and that it was a pretty serious deal. They just go, this car, touch this car, and that's it. So that was the reason for the 10-second penalty. I get it, but number two car wrecks the number one car. They have a huge advantage, you know, and to basically say, 
<clears throat> I can take out my number one competitor and then get still get first place. And then my teammate also gets, you know, in the points. Yeah. I don't know if a race ban should be, you know, the thing, but Maybe. I think it should have been worse than a 10 second penalty. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying, just take them out right then, like out of the race, like you're done. In the sprint, couldn't get around him. Yeah. Right. Could not get past for stopping. I think he knew I have got to get past this guy maybe in the first lap or the first couple laps because mm -hmm. if not strategic and he has clean air and as fast as their car is, you know, unless there's like tire issues or something, he's just going to get first place. He's just going to run away. Yeah. With so again, all of that factoring into a very aggressive approach. I don't, you know, I don't think the guy like purposely meant to like hurt him or do anything like that. I just think he was like, I'm taking this line and he's got to move. Well, he didn't hurt him. Uh, I mean, you fly into 51 G's into a he, wall. He, and, he's alive. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, so that was F1 talk. Yeah. That was pretty good. There you good go. Deal. So we're excited for the next race. <laughs> and they're just going to screw each other over the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, which is going to be kind of fun. Be, just hopefully they're safe. It's going to be interesting because I think uh, Verstappen and Red Bull are not happy obviously yeah and they're now if they weren't fired up to beat mercedes and hamilton they're definitely going to be fired up now Let's so do it. um can't wait where to begin um you know we've talked about this this last week which is kind of funny um so i send travis like a like what do you say like a dm or whatever on instagram um i shared like a post and i i don't even remember what account it was but it was like your neighbor is a meme it, yeah put it down a meme here. it was uh um, your neighbor is still shooting off fireworks on 714 happy happy 14th of july my neighbors with fireworks or whatever and i sent it to Which travis like, like to they, say, yeah. yeah i sent it to travis i was like that's so funny like because our neighbors were still shooting off fireworks after the 4th of july i think it was like the 5th of july um so then this past weekend 715 our neighbors are still shooting off fireworks and but i don't know if you spelled that out because i want to be perfectly clear you are the ultimate jinx like we've established <laughs> this you you are you will jinx multiple times a week but we'll say and then it's almost like at this point just it then i know it's going to happen like whatever it is yeah and, you know so, yeah, so I sent that to you, and you're saying I jinxed it because it happened. The next day. <laughs> you said, happy 14th of July. I was fireworks. like, ha, ha, so funny. Hilarious joke. The next night. 1130 on 715 11.30. Fireworks. 11.30. From our neighbors. Across from two houses that are under construction. Again. Again. That are just like open wood piles. Basically. After the first time. You went over and tried to like talk him down. We talked about this last time about uh, like did. you gave him a gift card and all this stuff, and then they're like, "My bad, sorry, won't happen again." And then they did it again after yeah. I jinx. I don't know if situation. we said the gift card part because I didn't want to like you know act like I'm you know Mother Teresa or whatever. But I I said you were like Ted Lasso, yeah, huh? Oh right, remember? Well, I did. I felt bad, and I didn't mm -hmm. say anything. I mean, I've I've you know I I felt I could have been much more um forthcoming or whatever but um they were very nice oh yeah sorry i mean they were drinking so Won't they were just kind of like you know yeah no problem uh there was a child in diapers out which is another thing you know i don't want to get into how people parent but um <laughs> 11 30 at night shooting fireworks off but 
so then anyway, I go over and I gave him a gift card. Hey man, really sorry about that. Um, we got, you know, I told him we have a kid, six, six month old, almost seven month old now daughter yeah. that was sick at the time, which is really what mm-hmm. motivated me to go murder them if I had to, but, um, they were very polite. And so I took him a gift card, whatever, literally a week later, thanks to the jinx queen, I would say, <laughs> then they're just shooting fireworks off again. The jinx queen. And they're drinking and all that. And so I get it. But this was like a Thursday night. Jinx. What if it's not a jinx? Maybe it's just I have like, what's that that you can like see into the future? Like, I know ESP this is going to happen. Like, yeah. I feel it in my bones. And then I'll say it. And I'm like, dude, you jinx every time. Jinx queen. And it's like, maybe I just see things more well, can clearly. You ESP some lottery numbers or something. Like, use your I don't powers know about for that. Good. Just like, I start to feel <laughs> stuff in my bones. And I'm like, should I say this? And then I'll like, I know it's going to happen. And then you'll be like, oh, you jinx this. And I'm like, but I saw like, yeah. I mean, if they got fireworks, they're going to be shooting it off. Let me know if there's like a, a stock tip or something that you come across instead of just making us get All jinxed right. by fireworks. But, yeah. Okay. I'll try that. Um, anyway, that's pretty funny. But li- this was literally like a Thursday night. We had a meeting, which we should talk about. Great meeting with the developer in Burleson for the yeah. Burleson restaurant the next morning. Um, Izzy didn't, or she did wake up a little bit. She like kind of just moved. Wasn't bad. But um, I don't know. So that's why I get trying to be nice to people, giving gift cards, I guess. I don't know. It happens. Hopefully, I I think at this point, maybe they've shot off all their fireworks that they purchased. But I don't know. But this this past time, like I kind of took on mama bear status this time because. You you went out, yeah. I was like, I had matching pajamas on, which is a pretty big deal. (laughs) Um, And I went outside and I just like stood Right. On, the, on our like walkway up to our door with my arms crossed, just like looking at him, like just so they can kind of see me, but then like can't kind of see me. So I was like kind of behind a tree, but I was definitely just like for real. Right. And then I went into the room closest to them, right. like in our house, turned on the lights and like, like, so you can see my shadow and looked through looked through the um, blinds. Yeah. And uh, soon after that is when they stopped. Do you think they saw you or did that help? At yeah, all? I think so. Oh, okay. Well, our house is like completely black. And then I turned right. on the light. I don't, it just seems like. And like our biggest off, window in the front. I was just like, Meh, like trying to look through. If I'm shooting fireworks off at 1130 at night I, and, and knowing that because it's the same people. <laughs> that oh, yeah. I went over. So they know that we still have a six month old daughter. Yeah. Right. They know They're that we were upset about her last time. Um and I feel like this is a little, like I said last time, get off my lawn complaining. Yeah. I don't feel that way anymore. I no. think they're assholes. And uh, on Twitter and everything else, people are like, you're justified. You should be upset that people are shooting off fireworks on a Thursday night. Right. On the 15th of July, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Thanks to that meme. You know, it was almost <laughs> the perfect day. but Super um, funny. And then I thought like some people on Twitter were like, you're just making this up. And I was like, all right, well, I should have videoed it and let you know. But yeah. Whatever. So fireworks. Next drama. time, jinx. Oh, dude. <laughs> fireworks drama ensues, but hopefully, oh, uh, man. hopefully we won't have any issues. They're great neighbors. Other than that, I guess. I guess. Um, Bryson DeChambeau. This was a big weekend too. Uh, the Open, formerly the British Open. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but one of the four majors, pretty big deal in the golf world. Golf talk. Golf talk. <laughs> we need like a golf talk. <laughs> like a damn yeah. Golf talk. DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau. What a nugget. <laughs> SMU. I don't know if he's an alum. I think he was only there for like a year, but former, formerly of Southern Methodist University. Uh-huh. Um, got into a little bit of hot water. He was interviewed after, and he's generally pretty uh, candid in interviews, but they were asking him. He missed, you know, almost all the fairways, which especially at this golf course, it's like a goat pasture. I mean, they try to act like it's cool, and I guess old school golfers are like, this is pure, you know, Scotland, England, all this stuff. Um, you know, I don't know if I – St. Andrews would be fun to go play at yeah. just because of the history, but – it's, uh, you hit it, you know, five feet off the fairway and it's just in the deepest rough mm -hmm. impossible. So his general approach to golf recently has been, I'm going to bomb it as far as I possibly can. I don't really care where it goes because even if I go into the rough, I can gouge a wedge out of it and I'm still going to have a good shot. And it's like, I'd rather be close in a bad shot than far away in the middle of the fairway. A lot of people would disagree with that, but that's kind of an, in a nutshell how he's approached golf recently. Um, so driver is a big deal for him. He uses right. Cobra Golf, which I've used Cobra. Um, I wrote Puma on here, but it's actually Cobra. Uh, Cobra Golf Clubs, he's sponsored by Puma too. And in an interview, they're asking him about whatever, and he goes, the driver sucks. Yeah. My driver sucks. <laughs> Uh, I'm, and then another thing I thought was interesting, I'm living on the razor's edge. So he was saying, basically, if I don't hit it perfectly, like flat in uh -huh. the face, then it's going to go anywhere. That's kind of how golf works. <laughs> like if you don't hit it in the face and you're too open or too close, yeah. then it's not going to go where you want. But I guess he's really been upset. Um, you know, that, that they haven't been able to tweak these clubs. Cause again, He's a weirdo, right? All of his clubs are the exact same length. Yeah. Which no one does that. Uh -huh. But I understand it's like, because then it's, I do the same swing, blah, blah, blah. Um, I did a artisan wedge fitting uh, yesterday, mm -hmm. which was awesome. And uh, they used to, I don't think they still make his clubs, but they used to make some of his clubs. His grips are like as big as this microphone. Really? So like some people, it's like smaller. Yeah. He likes like huge grips for some huh. reason. So he's got all these weird things that are He different. does have a lot of weird little like things that he does for golf. It's like you take an, do I have an advantage here? Mm -hmm. And again, like no offense to the guy. It's not like he's a scientist. You know what I right. mean? I think he went to SMU for one year and he's <laughs> like, oh, well the, you know, whatever. At one point, this is a funny thing. People make fun of him still, but uh, it was supposed to rain in a tournament. Uh -huh. So on the practice, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Driving range before the tournament. Yeah. He had his caddy with a spray bottle spraying water on the ball to mimic if it were oh. to rain so that I'm practicing with. I mean, I kind of, I get it. Does it make that much of a difference though? I have you know no what idea. I mean? At the end of the I day. I wouldn't think so if you're like a pro, maybe for someone like me or something, like a wet ball compared to, you know. So Bryson, I, I mean, it doesn't matter it to doesn't me. It doesn't matter. I'm not good enough to make that distinction. It just seems but. like too many thoughts. 
Well, that's a big golfer thing, right? If you're yeah. like thinking about too much. too much, I do that all the time because then I'll go try to play and then I get I feel like text the, messages the more from... beer I have, the better I swing. There's a balance. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a very golfer that that's, there's an interesting, it's an equilibrium of like this amount of beers is perfect and I'm feeling good and I'm playing and I'm whatever and a couple extra more. And then you're like, then you I can't. can't really drive the golf cart. It's a you balance. Know? So you have to be careful. Um, that's so funny. Which now at this point, just cause I'm a, a old man, I don't, we really, me and my buddies don't drink that often unless it's like a weekend round, I guess. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, the last time I played with Martin, we were ripping white claws. Um, <laughs> ben Showman, tour operations manager for Cobra Golf, uh-huh. who sponsors Bryson, right? who makes the driver to his specifications, will do whatever he wants, gives him free stuff. Uh-huh. I'm sure they pay him millions of dollars. Wasn't happy about this. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Do you want to read response. what he said? Yeah. Um, it's just really, really painful when he says something that stupid. He has never really been happy ever. Like it's very rare when he's happy. And then I think also said something to the effect of it's like, he's like a child. An eight year old, I believe is what he said. (laughs) Where they say, I hate you. And you go, no, like calm him down. Like, no, you don't. You're just upset about this. Like an eight year old. Which is hilarious so Mm -hmm. it's funny that he said that and then i love the cobra was like no this guy is as shitty as everyone thinks he is and really is like uh tough to deal with so i've been a bryson i wouldn't say fan but i appreciate his approach is different than other people i think it's cool when people go like you know everyone's doing this path i'm gonna go this path and even like especially like People are like, dude, this nerd and like get criticism and all that. Like golf is golf and someone's actually trying different things. Right. A little bit different a little bit approach. Different. And, um, but too, you know, there's a lot of reasons like why people don't do that, you know, yeah. which is like, so I get that. But I thought from day one, he's like, I'm sure it bothers him a little bit that people are like, this guy's so weird. But, um, then he goes and wins the U.S. Open mm-hmm. at Wingfoot. And basically that was the biggest thing of like, I'm good. Like this is, this works. I'm going to freaking bash it 200 miles an hour. <clears throat> I'm going to gouge it out of the, you know, whatever. I'm going to hit it into the gallery. I don't care if there's people there or not. And I'm going to win. And yeah. he proved it. And I mean, he's a major winner. But yeah, this guy's intolerable, right? It I mean, sounds he's like Cobra... And uh, Ben Showman probably yeah. deal with this stuff a lot behind the scenes, and and that's what it says. It's he, he said like it's very rare when he's happy, right. so he's just dealing with it all the time. And it's you know for the most part, I think they keep it under wraps. Um, yeah. But then all of a sudden he was like, "Wait, I'm going to show that I'm eight years old real quick right. and just be difficult." And right. I think that's like why Cobra probably felt you know, had the balls to be like, Hey, yeah, this guy does kind of suck. And I mean, it was a, it was a clear thing of like, look what we're dealing with. Like it kind of got to boiling point with Cobra and then they finally spoke their mind. And I think what's the outcome now? Well, he had to apologize and he had, but he's still like, yeah, I mean, I don't still living on the razor's edge. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) 
Whatever. And mm-hmm. I think, too, this is a difference because, like, Brooks. I do who, think their little fights are hilarious. The Brooks, Bryson. Because then I literally said to you, I bet Brooks is going to post something like driving into the weekend or whatever. He posted driving into the weekend <laughs> on Twitter with a photo with, like, the driver. Um, I think it's funny. It's funny, but it's at this point, it's just kind of like petty you're just picking on the kid that everyone doesn't like you know what i mean like mean no Brooks one likes pe- yeah Bryson. yeah yeah so it's like yeah obviously everyone's gonna be like this is hilarious dude yeah like so i don't know about that whole thing the thing i was gonna mention with brooks is brooks is a lot of people don't like brooks yeah and we're talking about brooks kepka uh he it has said i don't care about tournaments except for the majors he just wants to win the majors he said I don't practice. I think going into the open, he said he hadn't picked up a club for two weeks. Everyone else, there's a guy. Why? Because that's just how he is. He's like, I'm just going to, you know, hang out with my girlfriend and go to the club and, you know, whatever else he does. I don't know. But um, but the thing with Brooks, and that's where it's like guys that are golf guys. I mean, there's some guys where, like, they're hitting a 1,000 balls a day. That's Mm -hmm. probably an exaggeration. But they're like – if I don't hit golf balls today as a pro, then I'm going to lose my deal to be like, I can just show up (laughs) in a couple weeks and do well. That kind of rubs people the wrong way. The thing that's different. And I guess this is my final point. He has an ego, but he's also a major champion. So Mm -hmm. he can have an ego, I guess. Um, If Brooks screws up or he does something, you know, whatever he'll say, I really messed up there or, you know, like, I shouldn't have hit that club or, you know, I went long or, I pulled, you know, whatever. There is some level where I've seen in interviews where he'll be like, that was my bad. I don't know if I've ever seen Bryson do that. No. It's always his caddy's fault. Every time he misses a The grass was there. Bubba Watson (laughs) does this too, which, you know, he's an all right guy. But there's a few guys where every time they miss a putt, look at their caddy like, you putted it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like they give you the read, uh-huh. but you have to hit it. And so Bryson, his caddy quit, right? That was another mm-hmm. thing. His caddy quit right before this because he's like, I'm tired of dealing with this guy. Um, so I think for Bryson to get to some amount of likability, he's got to put the ego aside. And instead of going, my driver sucks, that's my fault. You know, somebody or Justin Thomas was on an Instagram and did an Instagram comment and said something to the effect of who would have thought swinging 200 miles an hour would make you miss fairways. There's a reason that every guy doesn't do Mm -hmm. it because it's like some of them can't, but some of them it's just like, you're not going to be accurate. So, um, I don't know, a little humility from the guy. And I think he could turn it around because it is cool. Some of the stuff he's doing, but then this is just, and you want to say, Oh, he's young. He's like 27. I mean, you know, at that point you got to know, Hey, the guys that are, paying me millions of dollars a year. Maybe I shouldn't just throw them under the no bus joke. for their stuff. So, um, I don't know. Crazy. So that was golf talk. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been watching the Sopranos, <coughs> yeah. um, slightly obsessed. Yeah. Paul's like, woohoo yeah, Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, we are in season four. I'm, yeah. I'm a little nervous if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I felt like there's a little bit of a lag at the yeah. beginning of season four. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if you guys have felt like that. If you've watched the show, um, I was a little bit like, so when's the action coming back again? Multiple um, episodes of just like, what is the point of this? You but know? great, great show. The last still. episode we saw was awesome. No spoilers. No spoilers. Watching, no. But yeah. One spoiler though. 
Homeboy has a lot of sex. This is something that we've discussed, <laughs> right? And yeah. I want to get your female opinion and also your <laughs> uh, psychologist, because maybe people don't know, but you do have a psychology degree. I do. Um, <laughs> this guy has more sex than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah. Right? Every episode. With different Gumars. With a Gumar, which is, <laughs> uh, if you're unfamiliar with the uh, Sopranos lingo, which there's a really funny Sopranos vocabulary YouTube. Yeah, that, it's like a nine-minute video, yeah, and it's, like, hilarious. Our friend Sam sent, but um, different, uh, what, what do you even call that? Gabagool. Like, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> cold cuts, I believe. Yeah, all sorts of different stuff. So a gumar is basically a mistress, right? Yeah, which, which apparently is, if, you're in, if you're in the mob, Italian mob, it's like you have a gumar, well, like no matter what. Right. It's tradition. You always have your side piece, and then your main lady, your, like, lady that keeps your home, your wife lady, is just ha she just, like, has to be okay with it. She's kind of like a maid, more it, of like a maid. Yeah. Right? Which, and then, uh, like, some also occasional sex with the actual wife. But not often. Not often. Not often. Usually um, after, like, a gift. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> um, you had an interesting comment about sister wives, but this is a different... This is a different... A Gumar... A Gumar doesn't help the first wife in any way. No. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> so anyway, I it's... Uh, this guy... It's like, I don't know what the writers were thinking or something, but like, he's the sexiest guy in the history so that's of TV. Interesting. And then like, one of my thoughts is like, do these women know he's the mob boss? So then like, they're like, them, right? cause like, it's sometimes I'm like, the, he'll just like see a attractive female at dinner and then right. they'll like have sex. But like, does she know that he's already the boss? Like there's a couple of the Gumars that, Gumar, Gumar, Gumar yeah. that like he, they obviously know. That he's a man of power within I the mob. I think every single but, one. Okay. Okay. Well, then I don't get it. I mean, I guess actually from a female perspective, the power may. This is what I was going to ask. Yeah. Is there something about Well, and he also is men. like, don't worry, I got this. Whips out like 50 Tingies, grand yeah, whatever. or whatever, just like a folded wad of money in his pocket. So like, if, you know, some females see that and they're like, all right, I can work with this. So. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. If you're talking yeah. strictly looks, homeboy is super hairy, balding, a yeah. larger gentleman. Yeah. Um. So not attractive in my opinion. But has just sex has a with a tank top on. That's another thing that I thought was weird. <laughs> Every time he has sex, he leaves his tank top on. It's a TV show. I know, but it's weird. He probably does though. Like I bet real mobsters leave t their tees on. They're just like I just this Those white beaters. White beater. Off. Yeah. Um. The dude is getting it. Is what I'm saying. Okay. And it's, you, you said something, but it, is there something about powerful It's dudes, a power. Right. Where even though this guy looks like a, you know. I, I feel like in these manager. situations, the female is more of like, you can help me out long term. Right. <clears throat> like, and this is a fictional TV show, but also like the women that he's betting are not like, you know, just the best members of society. No. Right? Like they're like, no. So it's kind of, it's, I think it's a, it's a mix. Like, it's like, I like the power, but I also like that you have like wads of cash hiding around your house that, right. you know, I, I get it. And I understand the mob part, but it was literally, once you get to like season three, you're like, this guy has had sex with <laughs> 500 people. Right. <laughs> And they're all like pretty attractive <laughs> ladies, yeah. except for the last one. This is a spoiler. Spoiler alert. 
no. the lady with one leg. Duh, yeah. you <laughs> and you were like, yeah, I just, the... you know, last night, that was actually on last night's episode yeah. that we watched, and I was just like cringing. I was like, no. And like, she technically like works for, for him, the family. Right. And you're just like, no, don't cross lines. But you're like, just like, this guy. But then he was like, it was in the mean, it was like, she was there, he was there. So it's just if they show a female, there's a chance. There's that like he's a fifty percent chance. Yeah. Uh, but great show overall. Besides that, it's a good show. You it's know, just so something I was, that's been on my mind. Right, and so. I was thinking too about Tony Soprano versus um, Breaking Bad, dude. Yeah, What's yeah, his yeah. name? Uh, uh, Heisenberg. What was great Heisenberg? Great show. Yeah. Um, but in in Breaking Bad, and this is kind of now how I'm thinking about Sopranos, is like you start to like cheer on right. this not great person, this yeah. person that's like you know a mob boss or someone that's making meth, right? And so it's but it's interesting because you're, you're like I kind of like yeah. oh like I really like Tony, right? So and then he'll like I thought about that a lot or do something, but then terrible. he'll murder someone. And you're like it's fine. Or it's, cheat on his wife for the fifth time yeah, Carmella. in the episode. But you're just kind of like, it's fine. But then like really thinking about it, you're like, damn, that's really messed up. I know. But that's exactly how Breaking Bad was. You're like, man, I hope you can make enough meth to like, you know, but in Breaking Bad, he starts off like, I I'm trying. I hope you can make enough meth. <laughs> I'm hope he can sell enough meth to like get his wife the cancer treatment she needs or whatever right. it was or what I he needed, he not cancer, him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you're like, hey, your wife and all this stuff. It's kind of an interesting heart like tugging thing you're like i kind of like these bad guys it's interesting uh and i'll just say to janice least favorite character janice, of all time janice I mean, looks like just, if anyone's ever watched survivor <laughs> is his name rufus rufus from like season <laughs> 10 on in survivor i think he came back for a couple all-stars is yeah. basically tony soprano's sister in the series yeah with like longer hair like i said that and you're like yeah i was like hey uh, rufus <laughs> Which that's a really funny reference, but we're big Survivor fans. Yeah, quarantine and being pregnant. I watched like every season of Um, of Survivor. Um, So anyway, that's uh, Janice drives me nuts and just creates so many issues. But I guess very manipulative person. That's the point. Um, So yeah, great show, but it's just like you know enough. Like this guy is like the Brad Pitt of like whatever TV shows, but. do you care about space? <laughs> There's a lot of rich billionaires, Richard yeah. Branson and then Bezos uh, yesterday mm-hmm. uh, shot themselves into space mm-hmm. in a very, <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> it looks like a a, a penis. Yeah. <laughs> spaceship, a penis spaceship was shot into the sky yesterday. <laughs> Breaking news. It was like, da da da, penis. <laughs> a very phallic shaped uh, blue origin was the name of the uh, oh, oh, space. That's kind of funny. Blue, like blue balls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now we're going too far. Um, but it looked like a penis, let's be honest, which then there were so many jokes so of many like, overcompensating much or, you oh. know. Um, do I have an interest in going into space? Would you, let's say hypothetically you could go and not spend money to do it, but, um, would you, do you have any interest in that? I don't, I'll be open and honest about this. I never have thought about it. Yeah. (laughs) If I'm honest. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'll have a chance to go. So this is no, all things aside, you can go tomorrow. Jeff's like, Hey, come on, man. We got an extra seat. Um, I guess. 
I mean, YOLO. <laughs> if you only got like one chance to live and someone's offering you a trip to space and like you'll be back for dinner, then yeah. like, yeah, I probably would I, go for a day trip. I couldn't care less. Okay. I don't want to go. I don't like, I'm afraid you, of heights. You're scared so. of like the ocean. Too. So Dude, it's like I, first of un, all, unknown. So you're making fun of me with Sopranos horses. I don't like horses. Oh yeah, they're aggressive. They're big. You know, if you ride them, they could like throw you off. They could kick you. They're mean. They're mean. They also animals. like help further society and creating I like mean, lifestyles. Yeah. So is and- a dishwasher. Like, give me a break. <laughs> um, I don't like them. That's all I'm gonna say. So, uh, what were we even talking about? Oh, space. space. Um. I don't, I'm afraid of heights. I don't like standing on a ladder. The last thing I want to do Try and go up into is space. go into space for 10 minutes and then just like, okay, that was cool. What were they doing back. up there anyway? Just like hanging out. <clears throat> See, that's kind of appealing. It's like a low orbit thing. Like they shoot you far enough up and then I think it's like five to 10 minutes, zero gravity where you can kind of like float around and then, then it comes back down. And, okay. uh, both of them went successful, which is great. This is a huge thing for mankind or whatever, but I don't know. It just seems <laughs> like I, I could care less. Well, I guess it's like they just have so much money. That's what they wanted to do yesterday. I think so. So there's no purpose, really? They if just... you have $50 billion in your divorce, then you're like, I guess I'll go to space. Right. Which is like, you okay. know, whatever. But I mean, each their own. Shout out. I I've had a thought of I want to open a... Blue Origin barbecue food truck. Phallic shaped food truck? Yeah, penis shaped, of course. (laughs) So the idea is this is the most exclusive possible we could do (laughs) is to be in, not in the earth, but we shoot into space and then we're open. Maybe we do it once a month and it's, uh, we're open for like 10 minutes, like zero gravity. Then we're doing it. And then Daniel will have to put us in the top 10. It's not like you stand in line for three hours. You have to go to space to get this barbecue. So, and it's very, very rare. Twenty-eight million dollars a visit. Okay, is apparently what someone paid. That was another thing. A guy paid twenty-eight million to go on Bezos' flight, uh-huh. and then had to cancel. It was like, nope, I'm no busy. refund. No refund. I don't think. Okay. Well, let's try it. <laughs> Anything's I'm not possible. Going. I'm definitely. Oh, for the food truck? Yeah. yeah. As long as I don't have to go up there, then I know. Okay. But you can I go. I could go. Um, I could take 28 mil. It wouldn't be bad. Um, Tex-Mex barbecue cooking class. Or we're at an hour. Maybe. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about that another time. We had an awesome what? cooking class. Yeah. Want to do some questions, right? Yeah, let's right? do some cooking. Do talk, you have the, cooking <laughs> questions? Let's do some questions. Do you have... I've got some uh, questions. Yeah, I got them written down, but I can share if you need. Um, cooking class went awesome. We had a great time. Um, just my own personal annoyances. I, it wasn't on schedule, and so stuff came out. We did a smoked queso, delicious smoked queso. It was supposed to have chopped brisket. They didn't put the chopped brisket in it. The Al Pastor taco didn't have the avocado salsa on it, which I was upset about. Um, But other than that, everyone liked it and had a great time. So it went well, um, but just some kinks to work out for the next time. Um, And then we have a question about classes. Oh, I got to, yeah, look that up from one of our our Patreon followers. Um, Oh, a question? Yeah, but go ahead. Ask whatever. Ask away. Um, Well, this is just one thing that I... 
I kind of wanted to touch on because I think it's important. Yeah. Barbecue and wine pairings. Yeah. This is from Shannon Crawford, SD Crawford on our Heimtime uh, Instagram. Yeah. And, okay, like some people are like, you can just drink whatever you want because you're drinking alcohol. But um, a, most people like, I mean, well, not everybody, but usually people don't want sauce with their barbecue, but right. their beef, their brisket. It's um, a Texas thing. So they served, you know, they would say dry, but it technically isn't dry. Right. Um, but you want like a boulder red, like a Zinfandel, Melbeck, or a cab. Hmm. Um, and from California, Argentina, or from Washington. Hmm. And so the just a more bold wine like a cab pairs really well yeah with like a brisket mm -hmm. uh beef rib would be great with that right um oh yeah two those are like uh peppery mm -hmm. kind of salty right uh meats and then so that that pairs well um this was something on twitter the other day and somebody i think maybe a question for the last podcast that we didn't answer uh-huh and someone asked the same thing and speaking of daniel vaughn um he did a whole video one time about champagne, Oops, which I haven't yeah. tried this, but he said uh -huh. champagne apparently is the perfect uh, brisket pair. Get a little vouve with your brisket. That would be cool. We could do a like a hundred dollar, two hundred dollar. Uh, yeah. Get a Dom Perignon with your brisket, some sort of special. Oh yeah. Um, that was just a good, I think that's a good question. Cause I think people automatically are like, oh, beer, like Lone Star yeah. and nothing wrong with Lone Star. Right. Um, or like Big Red or something. It's like actually brisket can go really well with some wines and some champs. Right. So, anyway. And another thing we just don't get any credit for, but we've had a great wine list at all of our restaurants <laughs> since we opened. Um, I saw uh, Daniel again said he was at the Figus, our friend uh -huh. uh, Figus. Um, In Houston. Aaron and... Patrick? Patrick, yeah. Um, they just opened a new place. They have like a killer wine list, and that just made me think of them. But shout out to them because they just opened a, yeah. a new spot, and it looks badass. Um, and then, too, I was talking to Arnis this week at Evie May. He said the new place is killing it. Good. They're doing good. So, we need to um, do a road trip, hit up all these places. I'd, Houston would be fun because yeah. there's so many. Well, we're going to go to Austin to pick up that grill. We got a grill from Mill Scale that I'm really excited yeah. about. I don't know why I did quotes, but it, <laughs> Mill Scale is who we bought the grill from. That's not a uh, whatever. Um, great question. Let me see. Uh, um, Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper. Great name. Oh, by I the used way. to have a Lisa Frank <laughs> Trapper Keeper. <laughs> That's a great name. Uh, Bob Weir or Phil Lesh, who would you rather have to dinner? And I got my Athia shirt on. Bob, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the Wolfman, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Phil seems great... like a cool guy, but Bob, you know, I think the thing with Bob, though, is he's got a, he's a little bit of an ego problem. He's yeah. a little bit of a. Uh, egomaniac, but um, just purely from the stories and everything, right. I think it'd be cool to have him. It'd be the best. Um, but either way, that would that would be awesome. I had this was funny, the Texas Rangers podcast. You know, I did, yeah. And they uh, uploaded the wrong one on iTunes, uh -huh. so it's just a repeat. But you can listen to it on YouTube. They have the correct with the video. The last question, uh, Jared asked our friend Jared Sandler um, for. Texas Ranger. You can have dinner with any Texas Rangers. Ooh. Four Texas Rangers, past or present. Who would you pick and why or whatever? Uh huh. Who'd you um, say? Nolan Ryan. Yeah, duh. Number one. Right. I mean, you got to. Um, you may not be familiar with this. Rusty Greer. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dude, who do you think okay. I've lived right. under a rock? Okay. <laughs> well, your uncle had season tickets. Somebody yeah, had season tickets. Yeah, when we tickets. first moved to Texas, my uncle had tickets, and so we went all the time when I was younger. Uh, big Rusty Greer fan. Um, God, who else did I say? Oh, Pudge. Pudge, duh, yeah. Because yeah. Pudge would be awesome, and, and he was great. Uh, he has like a pizza place now too, yeah. I think like he has some restaurants. So I was like, that'd be cool. And then I thought they might cut this out, but then I said fourth was uh, Ron Washington. What's <laughs> 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 the Rangers manager who had a little bit of a issue that yeah. he got fired. Always said, fun to watch. Uh, something to the effect of if we're having a party, then I want Ron there. <laughs> and I almost said I would have him bring the party favors but I think he had a little bit of a cocaine issue. So then that Just was a like, little bit. Know, so then I was like, well, That's official Rangers funny. podcast. I didn't want to go that, that hard. Uh, but awesome, then they left though. it in. That's so that was question. funny. That was a good question. Mm -hmm. That's what I told him. I was mm -hmm. like, I had to think about it for a while. And then I was also like, no offense to any current players, but you know, whatever. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, do you want to do another? Next? Sure. Um, this is from, I can't ever say his name. Nick Trulu. Trujillo. 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 He's super nice. Um, Supported us since the podcast. Yeah. Great guy. Um, how has it been trying to balance three locations and adding a baby into the mix? And then he also sent a follow-up question. Are y'all still finding time for each other? <laughs> this is uh, this is actually the only time we spend with each yeah, other. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like date, is date day is doing our podcast. We spend about an hour and a half together every week. Um, <clears throat> it feels like that. Open and honest, adding a baby is difficult. Not easy. Babies are, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. So shout out to all the parents <clears throat> in the world. Having a kid is no joke. Um worth it a hundred percent, but it is, you know, it's all time consuming. And I joke that my restaurants were my babies right. before Izzy came along a real human, um, human baby, because just to I, be clear, yeah. I wouldn't care how long I was at the restaurants. I'd be there from seven 30 in the morning till yeah. close, be back at, you know, seven days a week all the time. Um, and so now it's like a different kind of parenting, I guess, cause it's a human, but it's almost like a slowdown for me in like yeah. a, a different way. So yeah, like, uh, I completely stop agree. and smell the roses a little bit of life. That's a great way to put it. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, if you're a entrepreneur, you own your own business or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's never, we talked about that, the other podcasts of like, you know, more of a work-life balance. You don't have a work-life balance. No, when you're like there's a always owner. something to do. So there's, even when we're off, we're always on. Like, there's no way. You do all the social media too. So you'll have somebody message about $2 corn dogs. I woke up today to a pretty terrible message, actually. <laughs> it's always. Was that the burger deal or? No, there's another one. I didn't oh, even tell you about cool. it. Great. <laughs> um, whatever. But, um, uh, Anyway, it's like it, you never really get away from that. And I think, too, I mean, we, we are blessed. Like we have some really awesome team members and management, especially leadership team, where it's been nice to be to focus on our kid a yeah. little bit more. And we've been able to do that these first seven months. But I think like, especially now, like last Friday, we had the meeting in Burleson and we're planning oh, yeah, it's a about new to restaurant. Be. Um, go time. We have other things we can't even talk about yet that we're working on too, that are really exciting. And 
I, it's, it's that I think you get a lot of like, I've heard of mom guilt, you know? Yeah. I think like parent guilt is a real thing of like, I've dealt with that where I feel like lately too, like I'm working too much. Like it's hard, like, cause there was a night where I missed you put Izzy to bed and mm-hmm. that was like the saddest thing in the world. Cause I forgot what the hell I was doing, but um, just super, super busy. And then the next night I probably, I had stuff that I still needed to work on, but I came home because I was like, I don't want to miss that. That's a yeah. special kind of moment. But, um, it's just tough, man. I don't, but then <laughs> I guess tough. my point is then if I'm, I'm either feeling that guilt of like, uh, we're working too much and we're focusing on that, or I feel like I'm spending too much time and then I'm neglecting the business, the business. and like there's things that I want us to improve on. And then there's a happy medium, even a couple like these messages where you're just like, this should be the most simple fix that a manager yeah. could do that they handled it terribly. Mm-hmm. And it's something where if we were there or something, then it would have whatever, but then you can't live that way. You have to hope that people will make smart decisions and do what they've been trained to do, but it doesn't always, Which I mean, we don't get that often. No. Um, but when it does, you know, there's always those things where I, I mean, I know both of us feel you're just like, this could have been prevented. This could have been handled. Right. Um, I feel like you could always do that. It is better, a thing, yeah. but it's like, I also, I feel so blessed to be able to, you know, like I don't have to go and clock in somewhere at, 830, you know, and sit at a desk and, you know, have to live that. And so I'm so blessed that I'm able to do that. And like Izzy comes to meetings with me, you know, there's a crib in our office. So it's just, it's awesome, but it is like, it's a pool. Cause it's, it's like, I feel like we have to actively push our business forward. Um, Gentle but pressure. then like, also I'm like, I got to feed Izzy. Right. So it's kind of like this, this, push and pull um it's not easy we've been on one date night and it was because it was our 10th anniversary like an actual like without like an event or something that we had to go and do or even do something with friends it was like you and me at a steakhouse which was really awesome but that was one time in six months yeah anniversary and it was our anniversary so we need to i think i don't know we need to figure out like a something where we can do some some stuff like that a little bit more or like a set once a month thing, or I don't know, but we're still trying to find the balance of everything. Yeah. It's a great question and it's not easy. It's the yeah. Answer, so if you have any tips, um, <laughs> let yeah, us know. Any tips would be helpful. I don't know how people do it with like, I mean, that guy we met with in Burleson has five kids. <laughs> Just like, this is know. insane. Um, uh, at Nate Crum 27, Nate Crummel, my dude, Calvary basketball legend, uh, new NIL NCAA rules will Heim BBQ be hiring TCU athletes for spokespeople. I talked about this the last time and yeah. the right barbecue guy doing the O-line, um, which I thought was brilliant and something I wanted to do. Um, I don't know how this works, to be honest. <laughs> like yeah. we've had, like who do you reach out to? I don't know. And we've had a few athletes reach out to us and like it's on like, the football cool, we'll team, do it, but how? <laughs> baseball team. And it's like, everyone knows I'm a huge TCU fan. We're huge TCU fans. Um, We're not sponsoring any SME or Baylor people, let's be honest, but I don't know how it works. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess I, we need to look into like the ins and outs of that and and maybe it's like on the NCAA website or something. Well, we know like the sports information director and stuff. So I can just message him and be like, what, what do we do? Cause I want to make sure we're doing it 
the right way. But then too, I don't want to just get a bunch of football dudes. I want to like benefit us. Like women's golf, tennis, like, a, yeah. like benefit us. Yeah. I yeah mean, well, isn't that the point? Yeah. It's advertising. Yeah. So that's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, we're, we're trying to work through that, but it was such a thing like crazy. That was another thing. Nick Saban said, Alabama coach, their quarterback who hasn't started a game yet has gotten over six figures worth of endorsements. Wow. Six figures already and hasn't played. He's played, but hasn't started a game yet. Um, So yeah, crazy. Um, Oh, Patreon question from Pat Flynn. Pat, you're the man. When is your next barbecue class? What will you cover? Enjoyed the father's day class. Thanks, Pat. Thank you, Pat. Thanks for supporting us. Patreon.com slash Heimtime Podcast. The Father's Day class was awesome. We yeah. had two of those. It was a blast. Tex-Mex, again, was great. I'm just a neurotic and which, you know, I think timing could have been better on some of the food. But we had a great time. Um, we, I don't know. I think because we're going out of town first week of August. Yeah. Or like first, second week. Um, and then I, we got to get that. Mill scale grill. Right. So we're going to do that probably when we come back because, again, they're late on it. But uh, the the grill-centric class or something. Well, that was you two steps ahead of me. This is why we're a great team. (laughs) A couple of the things we've talked about. So I guess the plan is end of August, maybe third or fourth week of August um, because we're trying to do one a month. But, again, the schedule's just crazy. three things we've talked about and maybe this is like viewers listeners tell us what you think would be the coolest one um we're gonna get this badass wood fire grill steak night we do six different steaks wine pairings steaks with wine pairings tomahawk ribeyes we do do some strips we do some other stuff but we can smoke them uh we'll do some reverse here we can grill them on the wood fire grill and the coals uh, yeah, 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 the whole thing. Well, it has like a plancha. It has like different, oh, four yeah. different things. So we can do all sorts of cool stuff mm. with that grill um, once we get it. So um, that would be cool, yeah. right? Do all the like steakhouse sides, like just badass, like really okay. good mashed potatoes. Do all the like crazy stuff. Um, like at Drake's, we love Drake's. That's where we yeah, went for Drake's our 10th anniversary. Good. Great kind of steakhouse sort of club vibe, I guess. Um, Number two, Neen Williams, our friend, yes. who we are doing. I don't know if it's been announced yet. We're doing a rub giveaway with Neen. He's a huge griller, cooks, foodie, has all these yeah. awesome rubs. Uh, collab with Neen, which would be awesome. Should um, definitely do that. Yeah, he's like skateboarding around the world and doing all sorts of stuff. I so know. that's the other thing where we're hoping to do that, but we may try to like, we, we got to sync up our schedule. So that again may be. September or something, mm-hmm. we'll see, which is insane that it's already almost August. But yeah, get ready for Izzy Christmas presents. <sighs> I can't wait. I love <laughs> Christmas. Um, <laughs> so Neen Williams collab, NADC rubs. That'll probably be, we'll smoke some stuff, but we'll do some grills, um, grilled items too, some cool stuff because he's right. not just barbecue, but does a bunch oh, yeah. of other stuff. He did a ceviche like a couple nights ago awesome. and I was just like, damn, I'm going to eat incredible. that. Um, and he's just a great dude. So that would be cool. And then the third thing that I want to do, which this one we would have to pull off before, uh, football season, but hopefully we still have football season and we can go to games and all that tailgating class. Oh, that's a good idea. Thank you. Ultimate tailgating class. 
And then I may have Jeff, our friend Jeff, uh, Allie's dad, who uh-huh. has done badass tailgate at TCU football for, I don't know, 20 years yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, he We've been be, a couple times. It's super fun. Yeah. Reach out to him and see if, you know, he can help with that. Cause, uh, you know, oh, he'd love cool. that Matt, you know, Matt Pittman is supposed to come on the podcast when he's not hanging out with Luke Bryan. So, you know, that may be, <laughs> you know, two years Goals. from now or something, but, um, he, you know, before they did all their pitmaster stuff, he would do in tailgates at Cowboy stadium. And right. Still do so. Um, We've been to that cool, too. That's a party. Oh yeah, but just like those just, are great options. Thank you. Yeah, we should so, do all of those options. I agree. I just the timing we got to figure out, and it's like, do we need to do the tailgating one soon because then getting ready for football? Yeah. Can we do that? Because like probably two, before the steak one. Well, September. I think the first weekend of September is TCU's first game, which they're playing like you know. A high school you know it's not like a serious <laughs> game. yeah so you don't really get into the important games mm-hmm. until a couple of weeks but so at that you know the stake one we could do whenever and we could do like multiple in a month it's just i'm trying to the cool thing is like billy mays to find balance. <laughs> he uh yeah good luck he uh has been the two he came this week and then he came to the father's yeah, day pat so came nice. to the father's day um, there's a bunch of guys that have come to a few and they're like, let, as soon as you do the next one, we're in. And like, um, and what we're doing is giving it to the slots to Patreons first, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're a Patreon listener, yeah. um, follower, then you get the option to buy tickets first and then we announce it to the general public. We'll put it on so there first. Yeah. That's also another benefit to the Patreon. And eventually now we're up to, thanks to Chef Randall, up to 15 patrons. Uh, and uh, early on, those patrons got invited to the friends and family opening in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, and they'll like be open. And, you know, Burleson, whatever else we have going on, these people will be on the friends and family invite. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. So eventually I want to do just a class for Patreon members and do stuff like that. But I mean, you pretty point, much have almost a full class. And we're going to do, uh, we're working on some merch that's really cool. Heimtime merch and some other stuff. So, um, yeah, if you want all the exclusive stuff, go mm-hmm. on there. The recipes, I tested all the recipes for the Tex-Mex class. That's what I'm going to do from now on. I'm going to put them on Patreon. This is what I tried. This is what works. So you kind of see the so behind good. the scenes before then we do yeah. the class. I tried recording the class. I got about an hour of it. Uh, and then I've uploaded three of the six videos. And I had trouble uploading the other one. So my plan is... I was trying to get all of them up on the YouTube unlisted, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to put them just on Patreon. So even if you didn't go to the class, you can at least kind of see how it goes on there. But uh, might need Paul to help me with that. It's, uh, I don't know, for some reason, the fourth video wasn't uploading, but um, whatever. So we're okay. About an hour 20. Um, Any more questions? I think we got. I feel good about it. We got this Um, restaurant spotlight. I'll answer at Josh Gilly 94, how to trust your employees to not put your recipes on the internet. Oh, you can't. Good, good question. I wanted they to all, say this just because of the podcast. That the they all day. sign. Um, <laughs> NDA. NDA. What podcast that happened the other day? The podcast that we did with all the barbecue guys and oh, Fort Worth. Um, that they was. sign an NDA. Um, I'm, I don't know. Maybe we should. 
maybe we shouldn't say this because then well, they're going to be like, oh, I can do whatever I want. Well, I mean, they can and have, I mean, we have like four or five employees at other barbecue places in town now. So yeah. it's like, I think, you know, everyone's bacon burn ends have gotten a lot better over the last year. Yeah. So, but, um, no, I was just going to say, uh, you really can't like, that's one thing that sucks about restaurants, but it's like, how do you enforce that? You know? And barbecue especially so technique driven like you can tell somebody this is how we do our mac and cheese and all that but it's rare that someone would blatantly rip off you know exactly the recipe but we've had that but um it's just kind of how it is but yeah at we did that podcast tales of the pits whatever and uh I, i i guess i shouldn't say i mean it doesn't matter but i guess the one of the gentlemen used to work at a famous place in Austin, and he said on the podcast that you can throw that person's cookbook in the trash because <laughs> it's not accurate to what uh, they actually they actually do. do. And I said, Jesus, <laughs> like take it easy. That's going to be that a good podcast is... when that comes out. Tales of the Pits, I think it's like August 14th or something. We got asked the first question, and I feel like, and it's still bothering me that I said a word wrong, that I said a, I meant to say a different word, and I, I I, don't know if I'll be able to listen to it because that will just drive me nuts. Oh, I didn't know that. But I think uh, it was really cool, but I just thought that was hilarious because that was an example of, uh, no offense, but all the Goldie guys used to work at – Franklin, La Barbecue. Valentina's? McAway, maybe Valentina's. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not Valentina's. And then they left and opened their own place. And what? that's fine and it's great and it's successful. But again, that's just a part it's of barbecue. It's going to happen to us eventually. Can't. Jinx queen. Well, the thing with us is <laughs> you are such a jinx. And that is just a prime example. <laughs> but, but see, that's what I mean. Like, it's like inevitable. It's not a jinx. Yeah, yeah. It's All inevitable. People that have left us so far have just gone to work at other places. At local places. Haven't opened their own spots yet, which, you know, that'll happen eventually. And that's just kind of how it is. And you look at Frank, you look at Franklin and John Lewis, and I'm a part of that because I cooked with John Lewis and learned a lot from him. But it's like, it's like coaching, you know, it's like the coaching tree, like Bill Belichick, everybody that worked for him that then now does their own thing. Um, those guys specifically... I'm trying to think who up, but pretty much anyone who is like in the top 50 or if you're in the top 10 or whatever, maybe like Arnis. Arnis didn't work for anybody. I mean, there's few guys yeah. that have cooked their own stuff and done it the and gotten of, the acclaim. The thing that, about like people starting a restaurant is you have to know business. Yeah. You can't just be like, I can cook a good brisket yeah. and then like just like hope and pray that money appears. Right. Like you have to really understand your pars and like your food costs and all of this stuff, all of the things that go into your daily restaurant, like even, you know, employee costs, wages, taxes, all of that. And if you don't have that side of it, then you're not going to be successful. So that's a thing. That is a, yeah, that's a hundred percent in there a half a dozen places coming to my mind right now yeah. that it's like we know just from everything that they're just not making money yeah you can't be open this little you can't do you know and pay what you do for me and all that and especially that's now with the cost of meat. oh yeah and, and wages geez that's what's tough with barbecue because then you know a lot of those places too will get a claim and stuff like that but at the end of the day, if you're not making any money, you have to be able to pay, you know, your employees. You have to be yep. able to provide for your family. So who cares if you get in Texas monthly or whatever if you can't afford your rent, you know, mm-hmm. for the month? So 
Um, but again, that's, that's you thing. know, let's get off our soapbox. I guess. Balance. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, really good barbecue places, a restaurant spotlight. Speaking of the podcast, uh, we met Derek Walker yes. with Smokeaholics Barbecue. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. Told us, you know, kind of more of his story and stuff. And uh, we uh, were trying to get over there for Turkey Leg Tuesday, but then Ooh. we got sidetracked. But um, Smokeaholics Barbecue, what, tell us about it. Um, so they're open Wednesday through Saturday, 11 till sell out. Um, and then like you said, Turkey Leg Tuesday. And I, I try, I wanted to ask him this. I think they only do turkey legs on Tuesday. I don't oh, okay. think they have the rest of them. Okay. But I couldn't really get Well, I'm clear. down for that. I tried to message him. So but. it's called Smokeaholics. It's at 1417 Evans Avenue in Fort Worth. Um, and Kind what of right he off says, thirty-five. Sorry, yeah, right 35, off thirty-five, like in uh, Rosedale-ish area. His um, like motto is Texas barbecue with a soulful twist, and we we did get to hang out with him at um, the Tales of the Pit podcast recording. Super cool guy. Um, kind of like kind of brought me back home on like why we barbecue, what oh, yeah. we're doing. You can you tell know, he's passionate. The love about for it, yeah. barbecue. Um, and I really appreciated it. And he kind of, he just shot info straight and I liked it a lot. So he's, um, a great guy to support. Um, and I think his wife helps some, yeah. um, so good just time. an overall good spot to check out. Yeah. So open Wednesdays through Saturday, 11 till sold out. One of the things that I thought was funny, their sold out sign is S O U L D. Yes. Like I saw that too. Sold out. Sold out. Um, but just so good. That's so cool. Uh, the food looks awesome. 817-386-5658. It's 1417 Evans Ave. They're on Instagram and Yeah, all the stuff. All the stuff. And and that's what he was saying. And this was the interesting thing. And, you know, I can say it, but places like or well, maybe I shouldn't say that. I feel like in general, in the past, you look at Aaron Franklin's, the best barbecue in the world. Right. Elliot Moss, the best barbecue restaurant in the world. Two nerdy white guys. Mm-hmm. Bon Appetit and everything else. So in Texas Monthly, you know, whatever. Derek, which we didn't mention, is an African-American guy. Yeah. He cooks soul food. Yeah. They do smoked turkey legs. They do, like, that's one of the things he was talking about in the, in the podcast. Um, candied yams, like all this stuff. It's barbecue but he was saying like i don't cook barbecue like austin central texas guys you know what i mean he's like i don't really like pepper so i don't have a ton of pepper on my stuff um the those guys like that in general haven't gotten the credit that they deserve in the past Mm -hmm. and maybe that's going to change now i think like texas monthly the top 50 will probably we'll see a lot more representation um but in general it's like i think it's like everything is like this is great and this is place is awesome as long as you cook like Aaron Franklin or John Lewis, as right. long as you do sort of this thing that's like everyone else. What's awesome about uh, Derek and what they're doing is just awesome, awesome, really good barbecue. If you just look at it as a barbecue place, you're like, this is great and deserves credit. But then you have the soul food, you have the turkey legs. They do a loaded cornbread, he was saying, that's like homemade cornbread, bell peppers and stuff, onions. Uh, like beans, mm-hmm. freaking brisket, cheese, like all this stuff, like just, you know, loaded. Everything's like smothered, like the turkey legs with like uh, etouffee or something. Yeah. Saying, with like There's like pasta and, and stuff on it. It looks um, so good. So anyway, I, you know, 
it doesn't mean anything coming from me, but I think they're doing really cool stuff and they deserve more credit for what they're yeah. doing. And I, I'm hoping that, you know, we'll see um, more places like that that aren't just, you know, white guys with glasses that, and you big know, beards whatever, and big beards. <laughs> um, awesome. So check them yeah, out. Smokeaholics Barbecue. We said it, I think in the intro, uh, chef Randall, newest Patreon follower. Yeah. Uh, awesome. You're, you're cool, cool dude. Um, anything else? I think that's it. So follow us on Heimtime podcast, Instagram, Heimtime podcast, um, YouTube, and- yeah, YouTube, iTunes, Heim Time Podcast on YouTube, yeah. iTunes, Apple, or Apple, Apple is iTunes, Spotify, yeah. um, all the things. Patreon.com. Keep following us on Patreon. That's such a big help for us because it helps us pay to actually do these podcasts. So yeah. Paul's that's been get money, so. wonderful. <laughs> um, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, yeah, be on the lookout like for the classes. We're doing those. New merch is coming out. Um, the giveaway, if we haven't done that yet with the rubs, yeah. um, all that stuff. And uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks, y'all.